Welcome to the Millennial Prof Podcast. I'm your host, Louis Julian, or simply Louis. Join me and my friends as we look into the deeper meaning of our everyday lives. Through this podcast, let me open the door of my classroom to you so we can learn how to live the good life and why that's worth pursuing. Please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify and follow our social media accounts on Facebook, The Millennial Prof Podcast, and Instagram with the handle at themillennialprof.pod. I hope you enjoy and learn something from today's episode. So, hi everyone. I'm sorry if I haven't been posting as regularly as I often do. I really wanted this podcast to be a weekly thing, but, you know, work happens uh, and papers have to be checked, oral exams have to be listened to, and uh, especially during the first week of November. No? I mean, I really just took it as a time to to rest and to, you know, see people, uh, especially because I'm such a textbook extrovert. Of course, my way of getting energy is being with people either through call or these days, even face-to-face. But we're back now and I'm thankful that you're all still listening to the Millennial Prof Podcast and just rest assured that we're going to release episodes more regularly from now on. And what better way to start than with this episode with my friend and also another former student. Her name is Selena Yu, or I call her Sel. And Sel is the owner of UU's Kitchen. Now, this is a small business that started during the pandemic. Now, there were a lot of small businesses that were put up. But hers up to now is still very, very successful, and it's actually thriving. So UU's Kitchen, uh, they sell a lot of uh, baked goods, particularly their famous dress leches cake. And what I want to do in this episode is not to talk to Sel so much about how to actually put something like UU's Kitchen up, but it's more, what did she learn? What were the values that were at play when she was starting this business and now sustaining it? And I think whether or not you yourself are thinking about putting up a small business or whether or not you're pursuing any sort of dream any sort of goal in your life, I think this episode is for you and that there is so much you can really learn from Cell. So please enjoy this episode, Big Life Lessons from a Small Business, with my friend, Selena Yu of UU's Kitchen. Before we start this week's episode, let me tell you about Anchor. And yes, I am doing ads now because we are leveling up. One of the biggest reservations I had about starting a podcast was how to edit and distribute my episodes. I thought it would take ages for me to fix my sound clips. I thought it would take all of these, you know, complicated procedures for me to get my podcast out there. But with Anchor, none of those things became a problem at all and making a podcast became so much easier and more fun. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. And who doesn't want free stuff? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, 
so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one easy place. So what are you waiting for? Go download the Anchor app right now or visit anchor.fm. I repeat, that's anchor.fm. And just like me, you'll overcome your fear of making podcasts and you can finally get your voice out there. Okay, so Sel, again, thank you so much for coming on the show this week. And I, I know I was asking you already about how you were during the pandemic off air, but I guess for the purposes of our listeners, um, how are you? How has the pandemic been for you? Um, damn, the pandemic's been a roller coaster, Gabe. Parang, and this is the time I feel like I should have been exploring. <laughs> should have had the chance. To life go. after college, kasi diba? Yeah, life after college, exploring, going to other places. Pursuing culinary was one of the things that I wanted mm-hmm. to do also. But, you know, like, every time I look back, hindi naman siya sayang the time. Like, right. whenever I look back, there's so many other things that bloomed because of the pandemic. Yeah. And yeah, one of which is you use kitchen. <laughs> exactly. Not to be honest with you, Sal, I think whenever I would look at other people's Instagrams and I would run into your stories, I think that you're one of the busiest people I've ever seen throughout <laughs> the pandemic. Like you had so much going on. I mean, granted, no? I mean, you had a lot of initial plans about where you wanted to go. And yeah. actually, I want to get to that. So Uh, where did you want to go, if ever? Where would you have wanted to travel if not for the pandemic? Initially, I really wanted to apply for culinary abroad. So I was looking into schools in New York and oh. even in Asian countries, so like Japan, Hong Kong. But yun nga, pandemic. <laughs> right. And also, I don't know, you mentioned that yeah, parang my story is super busy. Ganun. I just feel like I can't, not do anything kasi I'm so restless and every time I think about um, every time I I reflect and think about what I'm doing at the moment parang I don't want to regret it kasi I don't want to regret na oh during 2020 nagka-pandemic and then wala I was just sad about it and get to go to culinary gets like I wanted like okay since I can't do culinary now What else can I do? What else is safe to do at this time, right? That I can also still explore my fa- my passion for food, but also be safe at home. <laughs> right. And I swear, your stories, yung pinaka-nakakatakab na stories ever on <laughs> Instagram, di ba? I'm that people, you know, parang baka people are annoyed not my stories. But then, no, I'm, at least oh, I'm, yeah, not, like... I'm not. I'm not. Whenever <laughs> I see your stories, I'm like, You know, it's time to have my fourth meal of the day. <laughs> And I think it's nice that you're doing that because even if you're not yet pursuing your culinary dreams yet, but yeah. you're establishing the basics already, right? You're, you're, you're gathering a lot of experiences so that when you do get to culinary school, it's not as if you're starting from scratch. You already yeah. have a lot of food experience. And I think, well, one of the before I would just post just because they look good and I wanted to share it with other people. Especially when I try something, 
I always like I would message my friends like guys, hey, you got you have to try this. And then I was like, why not share it with other people on Instagram also? Like why not share it with people I'm not that close to but also follow me like maybe they'd be interested in it and then you know during the pandemic so many other um online food businesses started to pop up right and I felt like I could use that platform also to help people who also started their own food business and you know get to share it and that's that's how project pataba that, that thing that small yeah. mini vlog food review thing that I do on Instagram like that's how it started because a lot of my friends um also started their small businesses no and I was like you know one way I could help my friends is also share it on my stories and maybe you know my friends who don't know them might be interested interested to try it also so you know and like it's really parang for me in the Like in the food industry, it's really you have to help each other, talaga. Like and everyone, parang people who enjoy food, kasi parang magisang malaking group kami, and we get boodled so fast. Like especially me, like when I see someone post a story, then it looks really good. Immediately I check the page, and then if I if I see na okay okay parang okay to, I'd schedule it and get a guide. Like and I feel like you know since that works. Sa akin, like I get boodled so fast. I think it would help also if if I would share my friends and then other people get boodled also. Sure, sure. Right. And again, going back to what I was saying about you gathering food experiences. I mean, you you told me off air that you were also cooking some of the things that you feature. So, you know, you're cooking, but at the same time, you're also reviewing. So, and I think to yeah. really be immersed in food, I mean, it's not enough that you know how to make it. You also don't have to know what's good and what's not. And even more so, I don't know in the future if you want to do this because this is certainly an interest of mine. You you really get to know your ingredients, pa. You know that's why, di ba? Usong usong yung mga celebrity chefs when they go to a farm, right? <laughs> and then they really see how things are made. So I don't know if it's going to even lead to that. But no, that's the wonderful thing about food. It just opens you to a whole. A whole new world, just <laughs> an entire universe, really. Yeah, parang you know, it's food is you know, it's a necessity, mm. but it's also it really, it not only makes me happy because it's it's so good, sure, and you know, it makes me the song, and it, mm-hmm. but it also introduced me to a lot of people, yeah, and it also made me closer to a lot of people, sure, like even like. Parang when you would um reply to my stories and we would like or I would reply to yours like remember kettle like yes. parang we'd have a, a conversation about it and best fried chicken it, of all time yeah <laughs> out out kettle bahan naman <laughs> yeah. yes. um but yeah like it really it really um introduced me to more people like and it's different eh, when you meet someone who loves food just as much as you do you you guys engage in a conversation na it could go on for hours and you guys just talk about like whatever food makes you happy or what which restaurant you've tried pre-pandemic yeah. like it really it it's such a good conversation for it's such a good conversation for like foodies talaga like it makes you and it also I, I feel like whenever I talk to people about food I kind of know what type of person they are also wow like, right. parang there's like a vibe eh. when it comes to what type of food they like or 
um, where they like eating. You kind of have an idea. Oh, okay. That's Alam like ko. your version of their zodiac sign, the right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yun yung zodiac nala. Oh, you like fried chicken? Okay, mong masaya to. Mahilig to sa pulutan yun. <laughs> Galing. No, that's true. Because, yeah, well, yeah, you're right. I mean, food is community. Food is culture, right? I mean, yeah. you can't just study food in and of itself or how to make it. You just have to, you have to be familiar with all the networks that are connected to it, I really think. Yeah. So, yun nga eh. I mean, I, it's nice that you also mentioned about how part of your food journey has been promoting the small businesses of other people and as well as starting your own small business. Yeah. And, As I was telling you again off air, I I've seen a lot of people who've started all kinds of small businesses throughout the pandemic. I mean, you know, even our house help here, Sel, she also started a small business of selling suman, and and, and it's thriving. Ah, huh? as in she gets like five six orders a day, oh, and they're I all have, like in twenty pieces per box. Galing, solid. <laughs> yeah, you you should you should, and they're all homemade and everything. Um. But, you know, a lot of them, especially at this point, I mean, they've already faded away or hindi na na-sustain. Yeah. But yours has sustained. Your, yours is still here and yours is still thriving. And just recently, it even got featured, right? Your yeah. press leches cake and all that. So It's so cool because, you know, one thing I learned from starting a small business talaga, like, it's really through word of mouth. Eh. Like, mm-hmm. if that's the only way you'll grow. And... To start, it was really just our friends and family, friends of friends, friends of my parents, same circle. And then when we started getting featured by um chefs like uh, Chef Sandy Daza, Chef Sari Jorge, um, Chef Big Pia names Salon. here locally. Yeah, yeah, like and recently Chef Reggie. Mm-hmm. Um, it that's when we started like getting orders from people outside. Right. And honestly, at like the first order we got from someone we didn't know, and it was an anonymous Instagram account. So I don't know if I knew that person or not. <laughs> Pero believe it or not, it was she didn't like the cake. Uh huh. She 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 said something like how the she doesn't know what we mean by crunch because it's called right. chocolate crunch cake. Yeah. Yeah. And. Was she a credible food critic or something? No, it was an anonymous. It was Instagram just some account. anonymous the person. Annoying part, no. Parang <laughs> sana you can tell me, now you know with with your name on it. So like I know how yeah. to adjust the situation, and I can. I did offer like, oh, can I send you another cake? Like, oh, you're so oh. nice. Because yeah, I, said, I know oh, a lot of people who not even cake? bother to do that. No, but because you know, I I for me, because more than you know, making money, it's really I just want the. Share good food and, right. diba? Like I, I, I want the people who who order from you used to enjoy their the product, right? Of course. So when she messaged me that, honestly, I was I got I got a bit sad because I'm just like, oh man, like so my dad would use this word "pakisama" whenever mm-hmm. my friends or his friends or my relatives would buy. Sabi niya, "pakisama ba yan? Mm. And so at that time parang I was like baka nga tama pakisama lang baka nga hindi pala masarap yung cake. Mm-hmm. But you know I realized also like it's just one person. Oh yeah. Right? And you yeah. really I we all have different preferences. Like sure. for me I could find 
um, this ice cream really good, but maybe for you it might be too sweet. Yeah. So one thing um, you need to have talagang, you just need to use whatever criticism you get in improving your product. So after that, I always, you know, I will always make sure na every cake talaga we send out, like, it's at its best, best. condition. Yeah. yeah. No, because that's the thing about, you know, creating food. Eh? I think you really need thick skin. Because yeah. you're dealing with a thousand and one different preferences, as you said. Uh, and yeah. even if, let's say, um, you, you make this cake and it seems that even the best chefs really love this, but it only takes one person, maybe some nobody to say, na, you know, I don't like it. <laughs> you know, I, 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 can, I could sense what that does to somebody, especially a starting you know, baker, a starting chef yeah. or whatever, right? I mean, I'm sure that's the kind of thing that will really make you wonder, huh, am I really that good? Or are the people around me, like my family, only telling me that I'm good because, you know, they're just being yeah. polite or encouraging, but it's But to be honest, that was the best thing that has happened for you, Yus, I think. That yeah. it happened at the very early stage. Of course. Because after that, I don't really get like I don't get complaints from other people about our cake or about our other products it's sometimes it would be like oh maybe you could do this suggestions and I really it's love that like, I really I really really love that like I'd always tell my friends like please be honest with me or even like um yeah. customers that I don't know talaga na I just met because they ordered like I would always like beg them please please send me feedback like I, I really, I know that it never ends. Eh? Like, we always just try to improve it, make it better. And that's really, that's how you grow. Eh? That's how you can sustain your business whenever, um, whenever you find like this tiny thing that you can adjust to make it better. You would. Eh? Yeah. Like, you always want your customers to have the best experience worth their money possible. Yeah, and you know, that gives me the impression that you're not very egoistic. Maybe you're not even egoistic at all when it comes to the things you make, when it comes to the food you make. Because there are certain people who take things like that very personally. Like if you don't like their food, then they're, they're, you know, they're going to start hating you. Or they're going to say, maybe you have the palate of a cow's ass, you know, something <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> or, or, no, and, but so I'm glad that you're the type to really ask for that consistently and again that gives me a very good sign of the type of cook the type of chef you're going to be in the future if ever that really is going to be your future that you're constantly learning yeah to be honest like this whole thing is really a learning experience for both me and my sister like she's also if you enjoyed this episode and you're considering starting a podcast of your own please consider using anchor the easiest way to make podcasts. For someone like me who was so afraid of the thought of sleepless nights of editing my podcast episodes, Anchor became my best friend. First of all, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one easy place. So what are you waiting for? Go download the Anchor app right now or visit anchor.fm. 
That's anchor.fm and go get your voice out there. Grown to be like that na eh. Like parang whenever someone would order, she'd also ask like how, how did that person find it? Would you know? Did you ask? She's also into that learning experience. And you know, it's, it's really humbling eh. Like whenever someone gives you feedback, especially especially big names like chef reggie for one like whenever they give you feedback you you can use it talaga and me and my sister would always always take every kahit malit lang na comment na it's a bit sweet this batch is a bit sweet this batch is a bit too soap like we really really take that seriously like we would like re, um look back and say which batch was this when did we make this how can we avoid this from happening again Like we would really sit down and talk about, you know, how we can improve every time. And it's for me, we both never graduated from a culinary school. We're both home home bakers. We Amateur baker, from, sure. Yeah, we just learn from YouTube. We just learn mm-hmm. from reading other recipes, experimenting on them. You know, we don't all we honestly don't know what we're doing. Like <laughs> you use from exact, YouTube. It's really, it's really just it's really just Do we like how this tastes? Do we like the texture of this? Do we change this? And also my sister like she she got a lot more critical than with like how things um taste. So parang it it helps eh. It really helps when you get feedback from other people because that's the only way we learn. Right. right. Um how do you deal with conflicting feedback naman? Because if for instance one person says it's too salty, and you adjust it. And then another person's going to say, oh, you know, it's not salty enough. It could use a little bit more salt, right? How do you deal with something like that, man? Because when you're trying to correct something, chances are another person is not going to like how you correct it. That's very, it, that happens a lot of times also. Sometimes someone would say, oh, I think your rebel bars are too sweet. Mm-hmm. And then someone would tell me, I think you have to add a bit more sugar to your rebel bars. Yeah. And, I think that's when it comes to my sister and I have to trust what we like. What you because, like. Because 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 this is our product, right? Yes. And we've already realized we've already learned that we can't please everybody. Exactly. Like as the most we can do is okay, um if someone wants lesser chocolate, they can customize an order. We actually um do that. Yeah. Um if they want lesser chocolate or maybe a bit parang less sweet, we can customize an order for like a certain number of tubs, like let's say for Revel Bars. We actually do that. But when it comes to like, oh, this person ordered one tub, this person ordered one tub, and then they both give us feedback that this is too sweet, this is not too sweet, we just uh, make another batch again and then talk about it. And then if my sister says, for her, this is fine, and then for me, it's fine, then I think we just keep going. Like, we can't, It's hard, eh? Like every right. everyone really has a different tolerance to sweetness, different tolerance to saltiness, diba? So the best, really, I think we just have to trust ourselves also in making that product. Anyway, it's our product. Like if you don't like it, if you weren't happy, like I'm so sorry that we weren't able to meet um your standards. We can try to fix it for you if you order again. But really, I think it. It's it's like how did we come up with this product anyway? Like how did we decide to sell it anyway? It's because we both liked it. So I sure. I trust my sister's taste. Like if she says that she's okay with this, 
then let's go. Let's just keep on making bars. Like, yeah. right? Yeah, no, it's really a matter of just staying true to who you are yeah. and what you make, right? And it's not as if you're doing that in a very isolated, arrogant sense. Parang, oh, this is, it's my taste, take it or leave it, damn it. <laughs> no, I mean, you did get a lot of constructive feedback and you are still open to feedback regardless if this is a big name or not. And you're making the efforts not to correct it. But in the end, I mean, if you have to establish an orientation, it really is staying yeah. true to what you like and, 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 and being true to your identity and not always playing to every single bit of feedback all the time because essentially what that makes you too flexible. Yeah. Like, at too the flexible, end of the day, you have no identity. Yeah, like at the end of the day, we both know that what we make, we really try our best to make it the best way possible, the best, um, the best tasting Gravel bars you can put out there, the best tasting cake we can put out there. We we know that we've we've done our part. Sure. So I'm I'm always like I'm I was never anxious of sending out a, a tub or sending out a cake just because I, I know that both my sister and I like we really make sure that whatever we sell to someone will be worth their money, will be worth their calories as well. Right? Yeah, for like, sure. <laughs> It's certainly been worth my calories. <laughs> right. So having said that, what did you learn about yourself as you ran this business? And um, because it's me who's asking this and because of the nature of the show, I mean, I really am interested in, you know, the values that are at play whenever someone starts something that's very technical or how it transforms the person, really. So... That's why I asked this question. Not so much how to do this, how to be UU's kitchen, but I'm sure that's a very important question to ask. And I really hope that there's another avenue where you can actually, you know, coach somebody who wants to start something like this. But I'm really more interested in you in, in the sense, what did this say? What did this reveal about you? What did you learn about yourself? And maybe by extension, what did you learn about your relationship with your sister as you were making this business grow? I think the biggest thing that I've learned, like I've been, I think I've been repeating it a while ago, na it's okay for me not to please everyone. Yes. Because I grew up like um before college, I was a performer, I used to dance, and we whenever we do, like we do perform, like we always had to make sure that our piece was perfect, that no one would see flaws in our routines, and. So every like ever since I was always trained na okay whenever you do something it has to be good like it has to be perfect it, everyone has to love it everyone has to want to watch you again but it's so different when it comes to having a food business like and it's okay it's really okay not to please everyone as long as you know like that you done your very best to make the best product possible. And like again, we learn from criticism and it 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 motivates us to focus on improving every time. And at the same time like it's okay not to please everyone because you can always just diversify your menu. Sure. Right? You can offer okay, so if I am like a health geek and I can't I don't wanna. I wanna like abstain from chocolate or too much sweets. Then we have soy milk for you. <laughs> we have fresh soy milk for you, right? Sure. And for me, like that's the that's the only way you can reach other markets as well. 
Like that's how for me that's one of the best things that we did for you use. That soy parang at first nga eh, parang people were like soy milk cake, huh? So nanggaling yun. <laughs> but believe it or not, like soy milk was or like it was the one of the biggest reasons why we grew even more. Because suddenly people who didn't who used to not drink soy milk started drinking soy milk after they've tried our soy milk. And so yeah, that's one thing. Like, you know, at first maybe they wouldn't be game to try it. And then eventually when they do, they start liking it. And really that's my goal. Like I started making cakes not liking cakes. Mm-hmm. And Revel Bars, I've only tried one Revel Bar ever in my life before I baked this new use Whoa. Revel <laughs> And Tres Leches, I, don't, I didn't even know what Tres Leches was last year. <laughs> so like your like, top products are the yeah. one, like that's the theme that I've never had yeah. this before. <laughs> soy milk, soy milk even. Like, I've always been like a fresh milk girl. Soy milk, I, I, I like the whole, yes. But soy milk, never, never saw myself drinking that till today. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, like, I think that's that's a good thing because, like, whatever, like, you know, I started liking this after I tried it. So, parang, maybe what if we convert people? What if that's our theme? Yes. <laughs> right? We make people more adventurous and like a certain product. And yes. I, I think once, like, one, one thing my mom said was, because I used to not like caramel. Or actually, I still don't. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but we have caramel soy, soy milk, eh. But it's more of like a taho na drink. So it's not intense caramel. But anyway, my mom was like, you know, if you get, if you make a product that you don't like and you end up liking it, what more for people who already like that kind of product? Sure. Diba? Like, wouldn't it be extra delicious for them? Because someone who doesn't like it, liked it. And that's, that's when I was like, Oh, no. Okay, so let's try Revel Bars. I've never had it anyway. Like, I've only had one. So, <laughs> so let's, let's try it, right? Man, I wonder what the next product is going to be. And I'm all, I'm, that's going to be at the back of my mind. What Sal, you've I never had this before, you know? Or Sal, you don't like this, you know? you're selling it. Grabe. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I really like that mindset. That there's always something for everyone, right? Yeah. Right? No, it's galing. Galing. I think another thing I learned was I have to take risks. Right. Like especially at this this time, this point of my life where I just graduated from college, very new to the corporate world. Like starting a food business and just learning through YouTube and experimenting on different recipes I see online. It was a challenge, really. Like I don't know eh, parang would this be a waste of time if I try this recipe just because I've never done it. But, but there's this saying that the only time you failed is when you don't try. And yeah. I feel like You miss so 100% of the shots you don't take. The shots you don't The office pa yan eh, pambihira. As cliche as it sounded yes. so true. Like, uh-huh. remember, remember I told you my little sister was pushing to start this business and I, I was really hesitant and was not I didn't want to do it because I was scared that you know people won't really like what I make or you know maybe for us masarap because we made it but what about other people who you know would would you really want them to spend money on 
shit products. Sorry for that. No, you can't. I was really, I was really um scared. I don't want people wasting their money on something I find good but maybe mediocre lang pala sa kanila. Gets? And right. sayang, yun nga. So, and it's one thing, like, if I didn't take a risk, if I didn't agree, if I didn't, um, you know, if I wasn't, if I didn't prepare myself for it and didn't take the chance, then there wouldn't be any Rumi's Kitchen at all. Sure. Absolutely. And maybe I wouldn't, would have never had the chance to work with my little sister. Right? Yeah. Like, maybe that was the only time that we could have. Like, if I didn't, if I declined that offer, she would have maybe started something else with her friends and not me. And that's a really one, like, it's really taking risks. And I don't know, like, this pandemic really just made me also, like, toughen up. Eh, that, you know, you can't say no just because you're scared. Yeah. Because time is ticking. And even if this pandemic feels so long, it's actually not too long. Like, it's actually, like, it'll, it'll go by so fast that, you know, once the pandemic is over, everyone's back hopefully, like, living their lives and everything, like, it, when you look back at it, seguro in the future, I don't want to regret. Sure. So, that's really one thing that you use Kitchen has taught me. It's really to take risks. And even yun, even offering products that I don't like, that's a big risk. Like, yeah. when I put, when I placed the soy, when I, uh, when I offered the soy milk, I didn't know there was a market for it. I just, found it good because the soy milk we don't make we have a partner Uh so at first i was like hmm it's strange enough that i'm putting it out with a cake (laughs) so far so there has to be a warning um at the same time like i didn't know that people actually like soy milk or there was Dame, a market for it. sure. It, I didn't know eh, at that time. So even like even my friends, they were like, soy milk, really? And it's just like, you know, I was like, whatever, let's just put it out, you know. Let's just invest in it. And then if it doesn't work, then at least we know, right? At least we tried. Right. So that's another thing. Yeah. And I think I think the last thing that I've learned was I really have to know myself also. I have to know exactly what I want. Because when it comes to decision-making, it's just me and my sister. We're just two people. And we have to know, we have to both know what we want. eh. We can't just keep putting out so many items. I mean, we talked about diversifying a menu, menu, yeah. But we can't just randomly, whatever we feel like on this day okay let's just sell cookies like you really have to know what you want to do what you want to focus on and keep improving that because i realized like with too many things also on our plates and we're just two people what if what if the quality of our first product you know goes down because we've been trying to put ourselves out there in all all aspects right like one thing i hope or one thing that I hope to put out soon is cooked food. Mm. But but that's still, you know, still in the drawing board, still something that we're sure. discussing. And yun nga, I don't want to put out something kasi na mediocre lang. 
Yeah. I don't want, I really half don't baked. want. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Half baked, literally, yeah. Uh-huh. And so that's why um, I want to, I want to know what exactly like we're gonna do next. And it's yeah, really, you're not impulsive. Yeah. So you can take risks, but don't be too impulsive. I guess that's sure to connect to connect the two things I learned. Yeah, like I can. It's good to take risks. You have to take risks, but you also have to think about that risk. Also, you have to spend time, um, trying also to reflect. Try also to reflect on it and see, um, will this be worth your time? Will this be worth everyone's time? Everyone's money? Um, mm-hmm. will it be good enough? Will it improve your business or will it just you know be stagnant? So. Yeah. yeah, it's one thing that I have to um that I have to always consider whenever we make decisions. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like knowing myself. So also you use also really taught me, or at least not not taught them, it heightened my love for food, really. Food and sure. the yeah. FND industry. Like that's when I realized that I wanna I really wanna pursue this. Like I wanna, I really actually wanna go somewhere I really want to go culinary school to learn that's why I took an internship during a pandemic you know like while maintaining a full-time job in a small-time business full-time, yeah like <laughs> I really for me but when you do things because you love it doesn't feel like work sure right like yeah. when you when you when you do something you enjoy you look forward to it eh? and honestly I can tell you now working in the kitchen is so tiring and they don't even make me do everything that they do because I'm just an intern, right? Mm-hmm. But, grab it, the first day I got home from, from my first ever service, mm-hmm. I, my body was sore. I don't to work out. Like, my body was sore the next day and even that same night, my body was so sore and I'm just like, but, you know, even if I felt that way, I was like, I'm so excited for next Saturday. I'm so excited to go back there and do what I love. And the people that I've met there, grabe yung passion for food. Like, it's so different to be surrounded by people who love their their job so much. Like, it becomes a part of their lifestyle. Yeah. And and one thing that um, because I work under Chef Jack, he's the owner of um, Midnight also. And one thing he taught me was whenever you prepare a meal, you think about your favorite person or your someone really special to you. And who's that for you? I think it's my parents, really. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever I cook at home, I always think about my my parents, my my grandpa, who loves food also. And totoo nga eh, when, whenever you think about someone you love and you prepare that meal for them, it's different. It, it will really... Iba yung end product niya. And yeah. imagine they do that for every dish they make in Made Nice. Like, that's how much they love their job. Like, parang sometimes when it, you get too tired, na parang you're just like, okay, basta maluto na to, diba? But for them, it's different, eh. Yeah, I mean, that's what puts soul into cooking. Like, I know there's such a thing as soul food. <laughs> but I yeah. think that all kinds of good cooking is soulful. Yeah. It's really so because I mean um 
if you're really just doing it for its own sake, if it's really just, you know, mass produce, blah, 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 well, packed lunch or canned goods, that's it, right? I mean, it's really just there to sustain you. But I mean, a meal is different because a meal is, in a sense, um, it, it, it's, to, to use another analogy from another profession, it's tailor-made, right? I mean, you're really doing it for someone considering their tastes, what they like, yeah. and which is why, as we were talking about earlier, cooking is such a personal thing. Kaya nga for me, like, super iba, like, super different yung taste ng mass-produced na meal like you can buy in 7-Eleven versus you go to a restaurant. doesn't have to be a pricey yeah. restaurant, right? Like, it can be, like, from another home chef. And it's so different. Yeah, and that's why it makes sense that we pay a premium for those things. Yeah. Nama. The time and the effort and the love that these people put into the food that they make. It, it, it's, a, it's the secret ingredient, I think. <laughs> so to it's speak. The <laughs> it's the spice of their products. And I'm a firm believer of that. Sure. Because I know, I remember there was a time where my sister and I, we were making, we were baking a batch of cakes, eh. And then parang wala yung focus namin that day. Kasi we were having problems with one of our suppliers. Mm-hmm. And iba, iba lumabas sa cakes namin. We had to make another batch because we didn't like how that product came out. And we, makikita mo like when you lose focus of what you do, nag-iiba yung product mo. Even yeah. if you're putting in the same ingredients, you're putting in the same time, when when your focus isn't on the thing that you make and you you don't do it with with lots of love and right. passion, it, it it will come out different. You know, uh, once you said that, you know, immediately my the gears in my head were turning, and I really want to invite you to another podcast episode, maybe sometime in the future. Maybe I'm saying this now for the sake of <laughs> quote unquote manifestation, but I was just thinking right now. Why don't we have an episode where we critique cooking shows? Oh my god! I love cooking shows. So I love cooking shows. Master Chef, Top Chef, yeah. everything, diba? Critique natin yon game. But so, and, but you, and you know, and in addition to what you said earlier, I, I really like how there was a sense of contrast even in uh, what you learned about yourself. So you've spoken like a true chef or a true baker. Talagang dapat my favorite contrast. The sugar and saltiness, right? On the one hand, yeah, take risk, but take intelligent risks, right? Take yeah. calculated risks, so to speak, right? Diba? And um, you have to be true to who you are while at the same time, you know, paying attention to other people's uh, feedback but not getting sucked into it. So, what I really appreciated about what you learned about yourself and the values that you stand for as you do this small business is that you see these things in contrast. You see these things in tension, which not a lot of people do. And yeah. I think that's something personally to be really happy about, to be really proud of personally. I guess not a lot. Like, not everyone also sees food the same way as we do, right? Like, Mm-hmm. For some people, I mean, their their interests are in other other fields or whatever. But I don't know. It's just really different when you when you see food in another light, like yeah. not just something to sustain you, but you know, it's also something that brings you and your friends together. It's like part of 
it's like it's not just something you eat eh? like it can be a it can really be a conversation topic it can really mm-hmm. be I don't know. It's it's so different. It's, it's so life. Different. It's life. Not to sound romantic and cheesy and yeah. uh, hokey about, but it really is life. You can't imagine a family gathering without food, right? You can't imagine a party without food, right? Yeah, it's exactly like even yeah. when it comes to work meetings. My God, I mean, it's it's so hard these days because I mean, whenever we do work meetings without food, but I mean that's the best part. Whether if it's an Ateneo or it's in any kind of um company. Why do we attend meetings? Because there's pagkain eh. <laughs> because that's what brings us together. So I really think more th- than just a conversation topic, more than just an interest, food is life. It's the very thing that, dare I say it, makes us human. Yeah, and honestly, like that's what really inspires me to continue this business. Like I, I didn't think that you use would last more than a year. Honestly. I really didn't think that it would last this long. <laughs> But to be a part of people's celebrations, special occasions, yeah. gatherings, people's highs and lows, Mm-mm. even from a distance, you're part of it. And you know, that's the for me, that's so fulfilling. Eh? Like just to see your cake used in a in a birthday. Or even just a cake because someone feels bad and their friend wanted to send them something, like that's mm-hmm. what pushes me. Eh, parang I'm like this loaf of cake can make someone's day a bit better. Or yeah. one bite of Revel bars can instantly make you feel good at least for a while. Or sometimes when you're celebrating and like, oh, I finished my diet for a week. Yes, I can eat. Yes, like, it's so it's so right. nice just to know that you know you can be a part of that in someone's life even sure. and the best part pa is when you don't know that person eh. when yes. you like you when they're a complete stranger like i i love doing favors for customers na parang my girlfriend and i are fighting this is a true story yeah i was um, about to ask that did you ever get fighting. a cake request where yeah. like yung i'm sorry i cheated babe <laughs> <laughs> like there was there was one request it was so cute like he was He doesn't live in Manila, but he wanted to just surprise his, his girlfriend. But he didn't know how to send it. He didn't know how to. But he saw our cake now, and he feels like his girlfriend would love it. Ganon, and he hasn't seen her. That's the story. And you know, like just to be, and I was so excited to do it for that. You know, I live for those things. Like Galing. it's part of the. It's really that's the best part. Eh? Like just being. Being a choice of someone to give to someone else, like just to say that your product is a gift-worthy thing, is so flattering, and just you know, and to know that this will make their relationship stronger. Wow, <laughs> just to just to just the thought of it, you know, it really inspires me. Na parang see how food is able to move other people's lives. Yes, exactly. Right, and. I think that's when it hits hardest, eh? When you when you're able to really make someone happy with just a simple cake that you bake for what an hour of your life, and yes. it can make a difference in someone else's. It can make a celebration more special. Then, yeah. by all means, I can just do this forever, right? Exactly. You know that was exactly what I was going to ask you. I mean, <laughs> given that. You have a full-time job. 
um, you have a pandemic going on and you have all these other things in your life, even your own dreams, why keep the business going? And I think that perfectly answers it. It's because you get to be part of other people's lives through food, which relates to what we just said earlier, that it's really because food is life. Food builds community. Food, you know, enriches culture. And I'm glad, Sel, that you get to be part of that, right? And that you're practically dedicating your life to that. So it's not the food in and of itself, but what the food does for people. Yeah, it's so, it's so, it's so fulfilling eh, to be in this industry, especially during this time that everyone's just at home. Yes. And, you know, how else can you make celebrations at home better? Mm-hmm. It's really, and how, how else can you make simple meals in your home better? Like, before dining out, right? Like, it was always, oh, let's hang out, let's catch up, let's grab something to eat, let's grab coffee. But you can't do that anymore, or at least can't always do that anymore. So I, I really love how, you know, small businesses like ours started to pop up during the pandemic. It really, I feel like it really impacts a lot of people's lives, and even in the smallest ways. And it's also so fulfilling because when people like, they share like they share our products on their stories or they tell their friends about it or they message us privately how um our products were so good you know or how how our products were something they wanted to share with other people it makes you even if you've had a really long day like let's say i've had a really long day at work and then i still have to bake and then i see a message like that like well, like nothing compares to the comfort that messages like that or feedback like that give me. And lastly, I think also being able to work with my sister and our partners outside. Like it's different to be in a team with your with someone you're related to, like with your someone I'm super close to. Like my little sister is like my best friend. And it's not an easy it's not an easy thing to do either because we're just two and we're baking different things and you know like I have a full-time job and my little sister has school we have to find so many other ways to to grow it to grow our business but also being able to not getting burnt out with with what we're doing like I know that online school isn't as easy also like just not see not seeing your teachers and learning on the computer like if that were me my attention spans so bad i probably wouldn't listen half the lecture like that's so hard i don't know how how you, how professors and teachers get to survive this time of just teaching online like i think she, I, I think it's fair to say that she also like this is also very comforting to her at a very young age she's able to see and enjoy the thing that the success of news like she's able to buy her own things without asking my mom like that's such a big girl thing to do for right sure, for sure. and I think and I asked her actually I did ask her I wish she was in this podcast too but I asked her why why do you um why do you want to continue to use why why do you want to why do you want to do this why do you want to continue doing this and my sister because she doesn't like baking and cooking as much as I do 
Like, she was more into the, I want to sell something. But I was so surprised because her answer was, because it makes other people happy. And for someone that young, na parang kala ko it was really just all about, I want to earn money and buy buy this game or buy this. It wasn't just that pala for her. Yeah. And that's one thing that also inspires me. Like, if this can, you know, if this, if this makes my sister happy, then why not just continue it? You know, like, why, why do I have to just say, okay, let's just do this for a year and just stop? Like, if it also makes my partner, my sister happy, like, let's just go on. Let's just keep making bars. Let's just keep baking cakes, right? No, that, that's absolutely solid. So, because, you see, all throughout this conversation, we've been talking about how love is an essential ingredient to cooking, to food, etc. This all started because, you know, if you really think about it, because you love your sister. Yeah. And the love that you have for your sister from the very beginning and up to now reflects on every single product you sell. Yeah, well, you know, it wasn't an easy journey for, oh, for, sure. for me and my sister. Like, we'd have a lot of misunderstandings. Like, yeah. Especially, in, like, if she doesn't want to bake at this, this time and I have to bake at this time and our schedule's conflict. Like, we really have to find our way around it. But I guess nothing comes easy naman talaga. Like, kaya nga, for me, like, it's, even if, even if we have to go through that, like, even if we would fight about it, it's, we both still see the value of our business, not just in a business aspect, but also how it, made our relationship stronger. For sure. I think that's also why we both can't let it go. Yes. <laughs> like, this is our way of, this is, you know, we would really have a lot of fights, eh? like, parang, especially nung start. It, it was hard, eh? like, even my parents were like, are you guys sure you want to do this? Remember, <laughs> like, sisters, di ba? Parang, bilis namin mainis to each other. If you do it with someone else, parang, patago ka pa. When you get home, that's when you feel bad about it when you're not with that person, but I'm with this girl 24-7. <laughs> right. And we've, but we've both talked about it and we've both, you know, we, we both agree that whatever conflict we experience in use is out of our relationship as sisters. We've set that boundary. That's and, good. You know, like, I think even, I think it just makes our business more interesting. My spice palagi. We don't know what happens next, but we know that whatever happens in our business is apart from my our relationship. Yes, which is why really my wish for you, Sel, is that you know this business continues to thrive, and not just the business itself, but that the reason for you to love food and to love everything that's associated with it just deepens, and you know throughout your life. Throughout your eventual career, I really hope you do get into culinary thank school you. one let's day. And I think you <laughs> let's manifest it as we as we've been saying these days. So yeah, Sal, and that's what I've been getting from you throughout this whole conversation. Um, cooking is a very personal thing to you, and because it is, it will become so much easier for you to thrive. So I have a lot of high hopes, not just for you. Else. I mean, especially for you, but of course for your business and everything you want to do with it. Thank you. So, thank you. so having said that, 
plug your business. Go. <laughs> You're the first person to plug anything <laughs> in one of my podcast. So plug it. Damn it. Um, everyone listening here, I hope you guys can try use kitchen. Um, we sell Revel bars, tres leches, um, soy milk, and hopefully soon we'll get to sell cooked food. Instagram, <laughs> so, Instagram. Yeah, do do follow us on Instagram at use kitchen ph. Yes. And yeah, we'll just keep you posted there. Yes, and people, as somebody who regularly orders from Zell. Yeah, um, please ask Louis what his review is. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely great. You can feel the love, people, in every single round. Louis lives so far from me and exactly. gets so here. <laughs> no, exactly. It, but it's always worth the travel, <laughs> at least for the other the distance. So, Sel, thank you so much for coming thank on. And also. I really thank believe you. you're going to thrive. Salamat, salamat. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Millennial Prof Podcast. I hope you were able to pick up something to help you live a more meaningful and hopeful life. Please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify and follow our social media accounts on Facebook, the Millennial Prof Podcast, and Instagram with the handle at themillennialprof.pod. Join us again next time for another insightful episode. God bless you and cheers.